Welcome to the Communicating Change podcast, the show that's all about helping organisations tell the true stories of change. Welcome to episode four of the Communicating Change podcast. I'm your host, Kev Anderson, and in this episode, I'm going to look at the very real consequences of failing to communicate change. What can happen if we either don't communicate change at all, or if we completely mishandle how change is communicated. I see a direct relationship between how an organisation communicates with its people and the culture of that organisation. If the organisation is of the old school command and control type that perpetuates a them and us mentality, it's likely that this will be reflected in their attitude to change. I've seen this. It all becomes a little bit secret squirrel. Everyone knows something is going on, speculation is rife, and paranoia sets in. The gap between those that know and those that don't becomes wider. If that mistake is repeated with every change, what do you think happens to the underlying culture of the organisation? Well, that depends. It either changes a positive culture into a negative one, or if that behaviour is so embedded already it just makes a bad culture worse. I've been present when the culture of an organisation has changed dramatically from a positive one to a negative one. It's a horrible and frankly sad thing to witness. The failure to communicate the reason for change really impacts the trust your people have in you. And once you lose trust, it's a really difficult thing to win back. And of course, the culture can be just as damaged if the story we tell simply isn't believed. If we try to spin the change into something positive, when it clearly isn't, all we'll do is create more scepticism and ultimately cynicism. And that cynical attitude can spread, especially if you keep repeating the same mistakes. Every single change becomes a new battleground and the atmosphere across the organisation becomes absolutely toxic. If our people truly are our number one asset, we need to turn that sentiment into action. That means treating them with respect, dignity, and like the adults they actually are. They might not necessarily like to hear the truth sometimes, because the truth can be scary, but for me, I'd at least have respect for the leader that tells me how it is. And I'd appreciate having real context even if the implications of that change weren't exactly positive for me. The defence I've heard for not telling the truth is that, well, to paraphrase Jack Nicholson, they can't handle the truth. I think that assumption is wrong. You're not protecting your people by not telling them the true reason for change. And actually, if you keep failing to communicate change properly, you run the risk of damaging the people you think you're protecting. That leads to the second and for me most dangerous implication of a failure to communicate change. I think there's a direct link between how leaders and organisations communicate and the mental health and well-being of their people. I've experienced this personally and I've seen the damage it's done to others. Organisations have a responsibility to do everything they can to support the health of the humans under their charge. I think it's wonderful that well-being officers now exist, because it's a sign that we're finally taking this seriously. 
But I will share a slight concern. If well-being officers are being used proactively, I think that's great. But if they're being used merely as a mental triage to help people who have been damaged by the behaviours of the organisation, then I think we're missing the point entirely. I'd much rather see the underlying behaviour of leaders, including how they communicate, tackled, because that's what will positively change the culture of an organisation. I know it's unfair to pin the mental health crisis solely on organisations. I know that there are other causes, but I don't think we can deny that the place where we spend most of our time can have the biggest impact on how we feel. I've seen headlines where the financial cost of long-term sickness is put forward as the most concerning impact of people being off with stress and anxiety-related illnesses. These headlines frankly piss me off, because if that's the motivation for addressing a real human problem, then you really shouldn't be a leader of people. We need leaders that can communicate honestly and with empathy, and we need leaders that have a level of emotional intelligence to see how their words and actions can impact those around them. When I reflect on my own experience, the best boss I ever had was a chap called Alan. Side note, in previous episodes I've changed names, but on this occasion this is his real name. So what was it that Alan had that others didn't? He talked to me like a grown-up. He told me the truth, even when it had implications for me personally. He allowed me to challenge him and share my ideas. He told me when, and critically why, those ideas were flawed. And he allowed me to be me. But above all, what I remember about Alan is that he told me stories. Yes, sometimes those stories were nothing to do with work. Sometimes they were hilarious. But his real skill was to tell backstories that gave me a better sense of perspective. In other words, he gave me the context I needed to understand the organisation. It's no coincidence that this coincided with my most content period of employment. I enjoyed working for Alan because as well as being a class human, he was a class communicator. That brings us to the end of episode 4. And yes, as episodes go, I'll admit, I verged on ranty at times, but I make no apologies for that. I've never believed more strongly that the link between poor communication and poor culture exists. And that poor culture makes people ill. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. And here's a direct question to finish with. Think about your own career. Who was the best boss you ever had? And how big a part did their communication style play in that. You can email your story to me at kevin at thestoryedge.co.uk. I'd love to hear your stories. And of course, if you have any questions or comments at all on anything that I've raised in this episode, I'd really like to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Communicating Change podcast is brought to you by The Story Edge and produced by the studios of Audio Outsource. Full transcripts of all episodes are available at thestoryedge.co.uk.